Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. The first reading for this seventh Sunday of Easter is from the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, beginning with verse 12. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of persons was in all about 120, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man brought a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their own language, Akeldamah, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it, and let another take his office. So, One of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, Show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from the fourth chapter of First Peter and also continuing in chapter 5. And one of those divided readings where a lot of things are left out in the middle, but we're going to add back one more verse, verse 5, in that second part. So beginning in chapter 4, verse 12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name." For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And 
If the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful Creator while doing good. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, and that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you have given me out of the world, Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours." All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I no longer am in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to Christ is ascended. Hallelujah. Crowned with all glory and honor, power and dominion, he is yours. Dear graduates, by the way, the rest of you just sort of get to overhear this. This last month has been an opportunity for you to enjoy a lot of different awards, banquets, different celebrations of your achievements. You've been hearing some wonderful speeches that help you remember the past and encourage you to continue to work hard 
to achieve your dreams and your goals. For example, the FFA banquet, there were any number of references to this mindset of not if, but when. Setting a goal firmly in your mind, working hard, and achieving it. And with the FFA, there have been some really amazing successes, especially considering that the charter in our school was only rechartered four years ago. And with graduation in only one week, you'll have an opportunity to hear more speeches, and you will receive plenty of graduation cards that also have that same encouraging, uplifting type of sentiment. You know, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll land among the stars. Well, I wanted to add one for your consideration today. My first thought was maybe don't have your bowels spill out. I thought that might be a little too gruesome. So I thought of something far better. Soar with the turkeys. Okay. That's sort of going to be the end point of all of this today. So let's break it down just a little bit. Let's start with the soaring part. Usually it's soaring with the eagles. We love the eagles. They are so magnificent. The strong winds, the tremendous power, it just soars through the sky, or it can stand its ground against the stiffest of winds. That's how come the eagle's long been a symbol of strength. In fact, even the Old Testament prophet directs our eyes and encourages our hearts. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar like eagles. And you should be. You should be seeking to soar like eagles. Because when God gives life, he also gives talents and he gives abilities. And he expects us to develop them and to use them. He does want us to work hard to become all that we can be. And you have so many variety of opportunities in front of you as you graduate. I know you guys have sort of grown up with a lot of dystopian movies and literature, Divergent, Maze Runner, Hunger Games. The future is just one horrible disaster away from ending. And if it's going to be there in the future, it's going to be all corrupt and all these forces are aligned against you. But that's just not the truth. As you guys finish this chapter or entire book of your life, as you look forward to what's coming next, you're entering into a workforce that is in desperate need. Desperate need of good, solid workers. You have an opportunity. The stage has been well set for you. That as long as you are willing to show up and put in a fair day's work, you will be able to see some wonderful rewards no matter what path you take. And some of you have experienced this already. You've seen it in your summer jobs over the last couple of years. Some through work release programs are already enjoying the benefits of this particular market. But there's a little bit of a problem with the eagle mentality. 
Yes, soaring, strong, independent, majestic. Everyone just sort of stops and says, ah, look at that. But you see, all the talents and the gifts that you have been given, that you are to be developing, they're not just for you. They're not just for your benefit. You're not giving them so that you can just get everything you ever wanted in life. But they are given to you that you might use them in service to your neighbor. God wants you thinking not only of all that you can have and acquire, but also all that you can give and serve. So that's sort of where the turkeys come in. Now, I don't know, this is a sort of an old phrase. I don't even know if it's ever spoken anymore. But I remember growing up with, it's hard to soar with the eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys. It's usually a negative phrase. It indicates that people aren't helping you achieve your dreams. Rather, they're holding you back, either with their stupidity or a lot of times with their sheer laziness. And you know what? Sometimes you are going to face turkeys like that. Because truth be told, not everyone wants to see you succeed. Not everyone wants to see you get that job promotion, especially if they want it themselves. But when I'm encouraging you to soar with the turkeys, I'm thinking along a little different line. That of the humility to be willing to serve. As we heard Peter say this morning, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. As a baptized child of God, you are not to simply focus on what's in it for me, but on how can I use my gifts for the benefit of others. Jesus had to warn his disciples. Two of them were sort of jockeying for a top dog position in the kingdom of God. And so Jesus said to them, all of the disciples, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We are to pattern our life after Christ, who came to serve. And that does not come naturally to us. That's how come so many organizations, as I was listening even to the awards banquet and, and some of these scholarships, they were, the people were coming forward and saying, you know, I think it's Rotary. We're here to serve. We need to serve. Why do we have to have this emphasis on service? Because it's so hard for us to keep that in mind. Or again, even another FFA reference, learning to do, doing to learn, work, earning a living, and learning to serve. I would like you guys to take a moment to look around behind you. For now, you can just sort of creak your neck just a little bit. Look back a little bit. When you're standing up and you're a little bit embarrassed because you don't want to be standing in front of all these people, what you can do then is you can look at them and you can look at a whole bunch of different people 
who have spent their life soaring with the turkeys. Now, for example, there's a guy who basically all his life has been changing tires. And not in a shop, not an eight-to-five job Monday to Friday. Nope. It's the 24-7, 365 type of job, especially during planting and harvesting. After all, when the machinery is down during critical times, that can be devastating. And so when the call goes out for so many years, he's soared with the turkeys by getting out of bed and using the skills he's been given to simply change tires to help keep everything going. Or again, there's a woman who's been retired now after traveling internationally, helping keep materials and supplies flowing from different countries in order that we might be able to enjoy some of those simple things we've come to depend on, like post-it notes and scotch tape and all sorts of things that 3M provides. Throughout her entire career, she's been soaring with the turkeys by quietly, faithfully negotiating contracts, working on deadlines, keeping volumes of information organized, and now simply happy to tickle the ivories. Or again recently, we lost a member who was soaring with the turkeys by diligently and faithfully helping keep those buses running that got you to school and back home safe again. And the list could go on and on of people who have spent their lives soaring with the turkeys by doing a whole variety of jobs. Some of them glamorous, others, well, tedious. But in it all, helping and serving their neighbor. From contractors to computer geeks, from checkout people and stockers to managers and owners, musicians, mechanics, teachers, tax people, Potato planters, harvesters, truckers, processors, shippers, store clerks, and alike. On and on. A beautiful list of those who are soaring with the turkeys by loving their neighbors. And then just one turkey to warn you about. It's nowhere out there, and it's not them. It's you. While you have been given many gifts and many opportunities, you always have to watch out for the one turkey, the original sin that lives in us. Sometimes it causes us to stumble in major ways. Sometimes it's minor ways. Don't be surprised in the pursuing of your own dreams if sometimes you are the one that holds you back. When you run across this trouble, I encourage you to admit it, to confess it, and to listen to some very good news. No matter what you achieve, great or small, Christ died for you. Christ has brought life to you. Christ forgives you all of your sins. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not here. This is not my job to pump you up 
whether it's emotional or even with spiritual lingo. I'm here to fill you with the Word of God. So that with the Word of God, you might have the full measure of the Spirit to be strengthened for a life of faith and love. And so this morning, I want to leave you with one last word from the Scriptures. It comes to us from Philippians 2. Paul writes, as God the Holy Spirit carries him along, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, having this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped or held onto, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of man and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So yes, I would encourage you to soar with the turkeys to develop those gifts God has given you, to use them not just for your good and benefit, although God will provide your daily bread through them, but also out of love for your neighbor. God's peace to you, and God's blessing. See, I almost made it. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.